0: video
1: well tom already got a proposition today on twitter to do
0: yes i <laughs> saw that he should
1: be doing it with his clothes up was that from randall Thor?
0: Well, i've noticed like the you the people who put out the youtube content get a lot more views but i think because their videos are more they're short they're like 10 to 15 minute videos so i guess the short the what shorter do they do on
1: youtube just talk about stuff
0: yeah, it's them by themselves. It's basically like what we do, only it's one person doing it, and they're you know just basically saying it's basically like if I did this by myself and just ran through all of the news.
1: Yeah,
0: you want to you want to start? Yeah, yeah, let's let's start. Let's, let's okay. Start. You want to get into this? Let's get into this. You want to get nuts? Let's <laughs> get nuts. All right. Welcome to Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time Showcast. I am your host, Joe, here with my co-host, Jen. How you doing tonight, Jen?
1: I'm good. I'm excited about tonight, Joe.
0: Don't get me started, Jen. (laughs) We'll get into it later. Uh, I'm also here with my other co-host, Tom. How are you doing, Tom? I've been
2: doing deep breathing exercises all afternoon, Joe, trying to prep myself for tonight.
0: I know, and uh, I say this every goddamn week. Pardon my French, but except for last week. Last week actually was a slow news week. This week was kind of slow. You know, we got one kind of big thing, and then all of a sudden we got another blast today, which kind of sent off a storm of feelings that I will get into <laughs> later on. We had planned on doing, besides the news, also doing a character profile, but I'm not quite sure we're going to get to that, guys, because I don't know where this news is going to take us.
1: It's going to take us so far.
0: Yeah, it might. It might. It might. So I'll start off with the lighter stuff, all right? So there was an article on Deadline. It was like interview or mentions or I guess blurbs from Amazon's co-head of TV, Vernon Sanders. He was talking about the show and there was just a couple of quotes I wanted to read that he mentioned that kind of give us a little bit of uh, insight into what's going on. So he said, As you know, these big world-building shows take some time to craft. There will be news as the year progresses on the series, but we feel incredibly optimistic about the show. Do you guys feel optimistic as much as Mr. Vernon Sanders does?
1: I do. I mean, he knows a lot more about it than we do.
0: He also runs the TV, so I'm sure he's going to say that even if he thinks the show's shit.
1: Well, that's true, too. But
2: but in the same article... And I don't know if this was your second quote. So I hope not. But like they were talking about how they're pulling the plug on the Dark Tower show they were working on. That was like being produced by Ron Howard and his uh, production company. I'm to on the name of it now. That was a big property and has a lot of uh, Hollywood clout behind it. And he was like, "It's just not ready, and it's not something that we're doing." So like he at least has some sort of critical eye for his own you know, his own properties that the studio is working on. So that does encourage me. I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but almost everything that I've heard for the show has gotten me optimistic about the show being very well done. And the fact that they're pushing this with all the things that they're working on is something that uh, they're excited about is is good news.
0: Yeah, I mean... Again, I don't really take much stake in the head of their TV department saying that he's incredibly optimistic about the show because he's the head of the Amazon TV department, but he has some um, he has some other information. so another quote he said is, "We haven't seen the first cut, but the material coming out of production looks incredible." Mm. said, "Oh this was this was Amazon studio boss Jennifer Salki, so somebody different. So it's interesting. She said, "We haven't seen the first cut, but the material coming out looks incredible." But they're still filming, so I don't know really how TV show production works. You know, maybe we should know a little bit about that since we're talking about a TV show.
2: I know a little bit about it, not like enough to make a show myself, but like I think basically what she's saying is she's seen the daily footage back in the old day with in the movie industry they would call the rushes. So she's seen what they've been producing raw, but she hasn't seen like a first cut of like any sort of edit of that. With or without digital effects or anything like that, So she's just seen wow, like what they're filming, the raw footage, that's what's looking good. the perform that i would I would say the performances, the costumes, the sets, things like that is what she's encouraged by,
0: okay. Um, and then one more quote. This is Vernon Sanders again saying i have a I have a quarter I'm thinking of in regards to its launch, but it's too soon to say right now. So that means he has an idea of when he thinks it's going to come out, but they're not sure. So it seems like they don't have a set date of when it's going to come out yet.
2: Yeah, I, I find that a little
0: interesting. I
1: don't. I feel like it's going to be next year. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it'll be finished by the end of this year. Well,
0: filming's ending.
1: If the, you know they're not even.
0: Filming's supposed to end in May. That they've yeah. said. Filming's going to wrap in May. So I guess it's all this post production, editing, and post production that's going to really depend on how it um how it puts all together.
1: Yeah, could be a lot though depending on what's included in the season. It could be a lot more magic and uh, channeling stuff that we thought. So,
0: So, yeah. So, I I mean, my guess Mm -hmm. was end of this year or very early next year. It's just what I'm kind of hoping. Mm. The sooner the better. (laughs) So, our second piece of news. We finally got a set photo. That's not a goat or a sheep or whatever the hell it was. We (laughs) We got a set photo. Rafe posted on Instagram a photo of Rand standing... How would you put it, heroically? Yeah, I would say that. Sure. Standing heroically on a mountainside with somebody yep. affixing his hair, and I think what we got was a a mountaineer who's there for safety.
1: Oh, yes. okay,
0: that's what I yeah. heard. So, so first reactions to the photo, Jen?
1: I uh, love the background. If that's a picture that he took, I don't know. Do you think it's an edited picture or it's like?
0: From I think peaceful? it's from the se- that, right there. Didn't we? come Mm -hmm. to the conclusion early with the Brandon Sanderson photo that there's like a photographer on set who takes pictures. Yes.
1: Okay, but do you think that the sky or anything in the background was edited? No,
0: I think that's really, that's a natural sky. Yes.
1: I think, well, I think it looks amazing. Like, it's a great, if that's not even touched with special effects, I think that's a great uh, shot. We Might have to discuss what part of the story that is. Go ahead. Could be many different parts now. I don't know. I mean, uh, some people were saying it could be the Eye of the World, around that part of the, around the end of the first book. Some people were saying Tarwin's Gap.
0: That was my guess.
1: Yeah. So, but it looks like an amazing location from what we can see.
2: Some people were saying something else, being that he looks like he's amongst the clouds. Oh. Which ties into the the last piece of news that I think we're going to discuss. And they were saying that before the last piece of news uh, broke. You know, people, people were saying that it looks like it could possibly be the end of the the end of the Great Hunt, where he's fighting in the sky, or somehow they're going to move that at the end of this series, uh, this, so, this season.
0: If it is okay, let's assume. Let's play. I'll play your game, Tom. Sure. <laughs> I don't think this that that's is,
2: what this is, but that's yeah. what I heard. Scuttlebutt, people conjecture.
0: Okay, people, then let's. I'll play your game. <laughs> if this is the end of the Battle at Falma, yeah. one they're fighting over a city. There, there's no mountains in Falmouth. So I no. would say no. And if they're just going for the sky effect, they could easily do that on a green screen. I agree. Thank you.
2: I, I To me, just because of the, the, like what looked like a, a crevasse behind him, because he's on a mm. mountainside, I assumed this was Tarwin's Gap as well. It looks better to me as that being what the set is than if that were part of where the eye of the world was.
0: Yeah, I, I could believe that too. Like this this is around the area where they find the eye. Also, I heard people say the Mountains of Mist just because there's a lot of cloud coverage around there, but I don't think really anything takes place in the Mountains of Mist at all in the first book, or even the second book.
2: Yeah, no. Oh.
0: And uh, the only other thing I thought of is it could be a part of a dream sequence. Yeah. Also true. Right, because in the, is it the first dream when he's, does it go to Dragon Mount in the first dream? Or he sees um... it at least?
1: That's the one, yeah, where he's like going to Tarvalin. I don't know yeah. if that's yeah. the first dream. Yeah, yeah. so he's all by himself on the mountain too. So
0: that's why I think it's Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, as to or the eye or the eye, yeah, or the eye.
1: But the eye wouldn't. Well, I don't think it looks like blightish enough.
0: Mountainy. Oh, actually, yeah. when they go to I've the eye, the...
1: though, it's like
0: the eye itself is lush. L- yeah, it's a lush uh, uh-huh. plant-filled area. But this could be like the in between, right? Because isn't he stumbling around for a little bit? Yeah, that well, it's like the, the answer, blight outside it. the eye. Yeah,
2: I feel like, to me, it's not lush enough for the eye. The, right. the eye is like, you know, it's like Tom Bombadil land. It's, you know, all trees and flowers oh. and growth. Mm-hmm. And this right. is just very, very green grass. It looks like Ireland. But it ain't. I think it's it's Czech, right?
0: Yeah, Prague. I'd say the Slovenia, I think, or, or well, Czech he Republic.
2: Actually, he actually made a joke, which is why I think it definitely was a set photographer, about how, like, there wasn't a location on the metadata.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he did. He said, "Oh yeah, confirm that Twitter or something strips the uh, the location data." Yeah, I think yeah. he
1: was. I guess he posted it on Instagram first, and then he figured out, yeah, that, like Twitter does it too, so he's allowed to post it on Twitter.
0: I think it was confirmed that like all social media, or at least the main social media sites, strip the metadata when you post a picture. <laughs> I wonder what they do with that metadata though. You think they just strip it and get rid of it, or they take it and they use it? Mm. Yeah, I right? know that but, Facebook takes it and uses it. That's another that's another podcast. That's of the right. podcast right. about something totally different. <laughs> and what what do you guys think about Josh's costume, his hair?
1: Is he wearing a jacket? A regular jacket though or is that his costume? I think
0: that I that's- think it's, it's cold. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. It's so very you can't really cold. see.
1: You can see his, like his pants and his boots.
0: You see his, what do you see? His boots, his leggings.
1: Yeah, but I don't
0: know. So, my first thought was like, oh, he's wearing like modern, you know, tapered skinny pants. <laughs> Which bothered me a little bit. If you look closely, though, like, it seems like he's wearing, like, two sets of leg wear, like, up top. There's more of, like, a leathery type of short that goes over it. So I don't know if it's some sort of armor or something like that. And then his boots look cool. But, yeah, my only thing was, like, he looks kind of...
2: It's funny to that. though. I always, you know, when I pictured it, I always pictured Rand in very tight-fitting leggings. Unless it was specifically said otherwise. Like, I feel like... So I feel is like that he's two-reverse? He like Robin Hood. I feel like he dresses in, you know, men in tights.
0: So do you think that's traditional Two Rivers gob? You think Two Rivers men walk around wearing like tight pants? I think that Two Rivers men wear leggings.
2: I think they do. do. Yes. I don't think they wear like loose-fitting, fashionable pants. (laughs) I think they wear, when it's cold, they wear warm, tight-fitting clothes to like keep themselves warm. I picture them, they're they're supposed to be very like British-ish, right? Like between the Dark Ages and the Renaissance, you know, that era of time with the longbow and whatnot. And did so, you yeah. guys
0: notice his face? He looks like he has like a makeup bruise on his cheek.
1: No,
2: I did not notice that.
0: Oh yeah, zoom in there. If you <laughs> well, if you look at his, I um, thought that I was like a shadow of his
1: cheekbone, too. and that's why I made that comment well, on on uh, Twitter.
0: Yes, you did make that comment, and I think somebody replied. No, look, it looks like a uh, bruise, like a makeup bruise, and that. if you look closely, it's it's red. Oh okay. It could be because it's freezing out. <laughs> maybe. Yes, it could have but been it make- looks like it, it looked like a reddish blue, like almost like it was a makeup bruise or something, like he was in recently in a, a kerfuffle.
2: Well, even more, I guess, evidence of, to me, for a Tarwin's Gap kind of a uh, Well, he's in many kerfuffles.
1: Um, a thing. He's in multiple, he in kerfuffle ker- multiple kerfuffles yeah. pop up.
0: Yes. Um, and his hair uh, looks good. It looks like he's looks got good. darker. He looks like he's got darker red hair, more of like, you know, like an auburn color. They didn't go for like light red hair.
1: It looks to me like he stopped off at a barber somewhere. At some point in the story. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I,
2: it's just what I think. I told you. I just, I'm walking walking right away from this, from the podcast. From the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they I think his hair Cablin looks Cabin good. And it's it's like, is.
1: like the Wizard of Oz. They all get <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They're putting bows in Loyal's hair.
2: Um, and <laughs> his eyebrows.
0: He's the, he's the, Loyal's They're braiding his lion, eyebrows. I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, anyway, sorry, Tom.
0: I imagine that's to be honest. That's what I imagine like the female gear look like. They probably the do have that like lion? no like braided eyebrows with maybe little little like bows on the ends of them.
2: Ah, uh, possible.
0: I bet you I they know do.
2: that uh, Eric's ears are
0: like teacups. They always say they mention their eyes are as big as teacups, right? Yeah. Or saucers. Yeah, I can't saucers. remember. Like saucers. saucers yeah. oh, okay, but.
2: You know that was actually inappropriate of me, and I apologize for any uh, any old, old year. Look, listening to the podcast, I know that that was a uh, risque comment. About,
0: about <laughs> so I, so you anyway, know. we got our we got our first set photo. It's pretty cool. You noted that he is by himself. That kind of cuts down a lot of the possibilities because in most of the the first book, he's with other people. The only things he's alone in is, I mean, the very beginning. This is clearly not that though. Mm-hmm. The dream sequences which it could be one of the dream sequences, or um, the end. That's yeah. a, Well, and, and besides Camelon, right? Obviously, this is not Camelon. Yeah. Yes. So we pretty much narrowed down to those locations, unless... unless
1: inside a mountain now, and they're all dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> they're really changing a lot. It's a, it's a
2: change. That's a change.
1: <laughs>
0: that was one of the changes Brandon Sanderson <laughs> yeah, did not agree with. Not agree. <laughs> 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 Elaine um. is now a dwarf. <laughs> She's a dwarf. She has a beard, yeah. and his name is Rand.
1: <laughs> Can't no, wait to see it.
0: <laughs> I was,
2: I, you know what? If they made Catelyn dwarves, I'd be all in on this show again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just double down. You would just laugh all the whole time. I think yeah. laugh out of like a hysterical, maniacal laugh as to what the hell's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's all a very right. loose so,
1: adaptation.
0: So let's let's get into our our last piece of news. We what got this. Is today. That show? This was just released today, if you want to say released or leaked, I should say today. Ah, let's get to it.
1: It's an emotional roller coaster.
0: It's an emotional roller coaster, this one. And I apologize if I yell. Um, <laughs> so Priyanka Bose, who's playing Alana, Mm-mm. posted on Instagram a picture of the uh, script for an episode. It looks like they're doing another table read for this script for this episode. Her little name plaque is there, and she's got a picture of the script. And the title of the script... Well, first of all, it's episode 105, which is the fifth episode. The title of the episode is Blood Calls Blood. I'm going to push that aside for a minute. Written by Celine Song, directed by Sally Richardson-Whitfield. Okay, we understand that. It's got some other, you know, based on the Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. It's got some draft dates on it, copyright nonsense so Celine Song, that's a new writer. We, we'd never heard of her before. And I looked her up, and she was kind of tough to find. She She's on IMDb with no credits, but I did find a CelineSong.net, and she is a playwright, and she's written a couple of plays. This one that they mention here is called Endings, which were all premiered in 2019 at the American Repertory Theater. Great first act. Yes, and it will have its New York premiere in 2020 at the New York Theater Workshop. Uh, It was selected for 2018 O'Neill National Playwrights Conference and placed on 2017 Kilroy's list. It's a bunch of play awards and mentions that I've never heard of before. She's never written anything else, it seems like.
1: I want to say something about the post before we get into the actual meat of it. Because not long after it was posted, it mysteriously disappeared. So do you think she... Not thinking, posted it, and somebody said to her, take it down, because it literally says on the script cover, not in this many words, but
0: don't post this anywhere. Well, I think the other script said that.
1: I know, but, like, do you think she posted it without thinking and took it down, or was it calculated post and take down to get this storm of tweets and people talking yeah, about the show
0: right like she said hey Rafe, can i take a picture of this and post it on instagram and he said yeah go ahead but take it down like after a few minutes or she that? just did it yeah uh, to be honest i don't i have no idea yeah. i thought that like Rafe saying yeah go ahead post it but just take it down in like five minutes that could have happened um i really don't know what do, you, what do you think tom you have any i don't really know anything about Priyanka Bose. to even yeah, say if worry. she would do something yeah. like that
2: Early on, uh, when we were doing this earlier and you had the Brandon Sanderson photo with the metadata and whatever else, I was of the opinion that this was a calculated,
0: you know, uh, maneuver,
2: maneuver, an information campaign by the show to kind of get people interested, intrigued, looking things up, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I I don't think so. There's been a lot of people on the show posting things on Instagram and then having them yanked off. Right. And I really think that there's just a desire for secrecy on the show that is not being understood yet by the cast. I would say this. I I think that we're going to get into like what we think the title means and what it implies, but what we think it means and what it implies is something that has been kind of like bubbling in the surface based on like things that Raven said and whatever else in the, the Twitter of time world and on Facebook, things of that nature. But people are not, super enthused by this news and i don't think that the show would want to bring it out without a spin to it
0: yeah before we even get into the title of the episode so just another thing about Celine song she's never written anything for tv before so it's kind of strange that she's writing an episode i read on somewhere i think it was the daily trollic that she's a staff writer so typically like some of these newer writers who are staff writers on show i guess they help write you know they'll and usually they don't get a chance to write an episode by themselves until like, you know, maybe a later season or whatever after they've kind of been working for a while. So this is kind of strange in the fact that she's never written a script before in her life. She's written a couple of plays and now she's writing for the Wheel of Time.
1: Maybe she's so a she waved, little... her,
2: she waved her Eugene O'Neill Award underneath Graves' <laughs> nose and she said, I'm writing the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Um, what I do want to get into now is the title of the episode Blood Calls Blood. So Blood Calls Blood is the seventh chapter in the Great Hunt. And what happens in that chapter is that's the the day after Faden escapes from Faldara. He steals the horn, he steals the dagger. So I think what happens in this chapter is that more uh Matt is healed by Moraine and Swan and Leanne and Varen. Agumar is getting ready to send a group after the to recover the Horn and the Dagger, and we get the Dark Prophecy that is written in the dungeon that Varen talks about, which kind of reveals it to us, which mentions Lanfear, the Daughter of the Night, which is Lanfear. It mentions the can Channel, which we know is Rand. It mentions Luke and Issam, and it also mentions the Watchers on Toman Head. Towards the end of the chapter, it's when Lan preps Rand to meet the Amarlin. So... What I want to say is, right, when we first found out the name of episode four was titled The Dragon Reborn, right. there were two groups of people, right? There were people who said, oh, that's the end of The Eye of the World. They're going to be doing two books in one season. And then we got, I don't know if it was ever confirmed that episode six was titled The Flame of Tar Valon, which people were like, oh, that's when the Amarlin comes to Faldara. That's more more evidence that they're doing two books in the mm-hmm. first season. You no, know, I think we were on the other side of the fence where no, it's like that. the Dragon Reborn is probably a scene with like expanded Loghain roles and the Flame of Tarvalon is probably, they're probably just going to be you know introducing Tarvalon earlier and you will probably meet Swan earlier just as like cut scenes back and forth. But now that we get this, it seems like they're putting the Eye of the World and the Great Hunt into the could first it, season, almost in its entirety. Could it be
1: that it's just the cool... <sighs> It's like a it's a cool it thing cool. that could lend it itself to something else that's not necessarily that chapter. I know it's like in the prophecy, but if they're not going to use that prophecy for some reason, could it be the title of an ep- of a scene from like an episode from Eye of the World? Just like does it necessarily mean that that's what's happening in that episode or could they just no. borrow cool phrases? to name their episodes.
0: Listen, I was all of that. I was all of that school, Jen. I was like, no, no. But it's like three in a row now. You've got The Dragon Reborn, Episode 4. Then you've got Blood Calls Blood, Episode 5. And then The Flame of Torvald. It lines how, up directly from Eye of the World into The How do the we Great get Hunt. from Two Rivers?
1: I know it's four hours, and that is like a long time. But in a television season, it isn't long. So how do you get from right. two rivers rand to channeling against who he thinks is basically the devil in four episodes of a television show? It's just not enough time <laughs> uh, in, in a t- in a movie, yeah, fine, great. I'll accept it. But in a t- half of a TV season, and not even half, like four episodes, you're getting him all the way there. That's like a lot of... Plus whatever else has to happen. So, uh, I
0: don't know. So, yeah. So, the, obviously, there was a lot of back and forth on Twitter. We had retweeted this and I you know mentioned uh, my anxiety <laughs> about them doing this. And um, I, I tagged uh, the Dusty Wheel because people who listen to this show... The Dusty Wheel—they do—they're doing like a live adaptation of what they think they should cut and what they think they should keep to try to get everything into the first season. And I tagged Dusty Wheel and said, "Looks like you're going to have to redo your live adaptation because if they're cramming the first two books in there, everything you guys did is—you're uh, going to have to redo it." It does, and you know we've heard people say, "Oh, Lord of the Rings, right?" That was one of the arguments yeah. we heard. The, the Fellowship right. of the Ring they did in two and a half hours. Fellowship of the Ring is half the size. But of the yeah. Eye of the World,
1: their character growth isn't as large over the story's the first not as book big as either it is in this first book. Like it's just not they don't change as people All right, that Tom,
0: much. Tom, I know you want to go.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: a, <laughs> no uh, Tom. No, so I'm
2: trying. I'm trying to keep keep it reeled in. But I think the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring thing is a little false equivalency. One, yeah, that book is around three hundred and fifty pages as opposed to like eight hundred and thirty or whatever it is depending back version of uh, Eye of the World.
0: It's it's just under 800 pages, the paperback.
2: So they cut a ton out of The Fellowship of the Ring where they adapted it into a movie to make the 4 hour version of the movie that they then cut even more to make the 2 hour and 45 minute version. So including not like minor things but just characters. Characters just removed Tom Bombadil, his whole pit, Glorfindel not Downs. in the movie, the Barrow-downs not in it. They cut a bunch out of the second half too, although that's more nitpicky stuff, not giant swaths of chapters. But the fellowship of the ring I think has I think it has 15 or 17 chapters in it and they cut 5 of them to make the movie. Right? This People are like, oh, don't worry. They'll cut from when Matt and Rand are traveling to, to Camelot. Oh, they'll cut Perrin and Egwene with the Tinkers. That's three chapters of cutting. Okay. Yeah. That's three chapters out of what, 40 something chapters in the book? Well, I I'm think sorry. actually,
0: to be, uh, to, just to be fair, I think Matt and Rand traveling is actually a, more than that. I think. No, it
2: is more than it's, that. But the stuff that people are talking about cutting yeah. are like, is the repetitive thing, which is like, I think chapter yeah. like, 37, 38 or 36. It's not that yeah. much. I'm telling you this, if they're going to do this series in four episodes, they're going to do this for four episodes. There's a reason you haven't seen Min cast. There's a reason you haven't seen Elaine cast. There's That's true. They're not going to be in it. If it's in four episodes, they're not doing that stuff. They're not going to do it. Min's not in the show.
1: <sighs> like they'll do it later. No,
2: no. no. Min's not in the show. Her character is gone. So who does he, I've it, heard about this as a rumor. On. I've heard about this so as a rumor, can, and I'm starting to believe it. They're only going to have one love interest for Rand, not three. They think that's not going to swing with people. And yeah, I I think I've they're heard doing, a lot of people
1: so bring that up. Who is it? I, I think
2: it'll be,
0: it'll, it might yeah, be Elaine. Yeah.
2: It might be Avienda. They may do a combination of those characters and like put them into so one
0: person. You could bring Elaine and Gowan in. When they go to the White Tower, when Egwene and Nynaeve go to the White Tower, they could right. just meet them there. Yeah, they could. Right. So that part I I agree with. Yeah. I think we have to. So here's for, first thing: if they're going to do this, I need to know before the show starts because <laughs> I can't go into the show not knowing. Because I was all of the mind, and even from like the information that we had gotten from Rafe and stuff, that it seemed like they were going to be. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember someone, or maybe it was one of during one of his early Wheel of Time Wednesdays where he was answering questions on Twitter, and I pretty sure that he said that the first season is mostly going to cover the first book so i figured it was going to i would say two-thirds of the season was going to be the first book was my personal impression and that you guys know my theory that they were going to go into right. the beginning of the great hunt and made you know probably that scene the blood calls blood scene would be around the time where the season one would end
1: someone today on twitter said uh what if they ended the first season with like Egwene captured by the shanshan I think that would be like an awesome ending with like her being in chains. on yeah. the show, but I think it's too much information to put in one season. But that would be. Yeah, a good and I ending think I season. heard
0: that too. Like the journey through the portal stones is like really like six months of actual time. So that could be like a spot where you would end it. Which, to be honest, I guess yeah. I'm, uh, I guess I wouldn't be too concerned about that.
1: But why does it have to be six months? It
0: doesn't have to be six months, right? I, well, the right. only reason it's that long is
2: to... well, the only reason they do that, I think, is just to give you. To give Egwene a reason to really, really hate the Shanshan. But again... Oh,
1: all right. I see you're, what you're saying.
2: You're talking about the Great Hunt in four episodes and huge swaths of things being cut. Right. Lanfear has not been cast or at least not been announced.
0: Well, a lot of people haven't been cast or right? announced. That doesn't mean they haven't. That's true.
2: But that's a hu- she's a huge character in- for four episodes. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff that's on the table as not being what we expect it to be. I said it down on Twitter today. I can see them not doing wolves. Just not doing them. They're not really necessary. You can just say that Perrin is a dreamer and he has Teleramriod. You don't need that. Like They're doing tinkers, clearly. Wow. You can have it just be, he disagrees with that. It's philosophy, but he's tempted by it. But if they're going to truly have Perrin have a wife or a sister that goes with them and she gets killed early, he might want to avenge her and doesn't understand. Blah blah. Wolves are expensive. They're going to look bad if they're CGI. Maybe they're getting rid of the wolves. I don't think they're going to do the old world. This?
1: Killing me
2: right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to do. Por- I don't think they're like going to do all portal slowly
1: stones. Breaking
0: Tom, us down. I, right, my brain. <laughs> if you're talking about,
2: you're talking about the great hunt in four episodes. I don't think they're going to do portal stones again. They never come back. They're really meaningless uh, the, uh, in the larger the, sense of the story. It's
0: one of the best scenes in the entire series is the flicker yeah, scene where they're th- flickering they, through the different worlds.
2: Assuming that you're gonna that you're gonna put land fury and you can just have that be a one power spell or whatever and do that if you even want to do it but again and this is the only part this is the only piece of news that i really got that has brought me down at all i think you're talking about cutting huge swaths of the plot and characters things that we expected oh they're going to definitely have to do this i don't think they're doing those things right there's no way that you could put the plot of the eye of the world in four episodes that are probably going to be actual screen time of about 50 minutes a piece I-
0: I th- right okay so i want to stop there because like, i was thinking about this I, I that was my first reaction too but if you do think of it mm-hmm. like a movie and jen you brought this up how like it's different because it's a tv show and it kind of just seems different if they totally like try and break the mold and just make it and i, I hate to say this you know like those old mini series like i want to say like the stephen king you know when they, they did the made for <laughs> tv you know mini series where it was just basically like three or four nights each was like two hours or right. whatnot they could, in theory, do it like that, where it's not so much episodic, like Game of Thrones. It's not like a Game of Thrones episodic series where it's just like, you're right, it's going to be four hours of a book. So it's not going to feel so, it's going to feel more like a mini series type thing. And we don't even know how long the episodes are. I think we did, we did hear no. rumor that they're going to be roughly around an hour, but maybe they do an hour and right. 15 minutes. If they were doing 12, if, 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 if they, they were doing 12 episodes a season, I could see, I could be a little more convinced. I just get, I just get worried and confused about if they do go halfway into the eye, uh, the eye Great Hunt, then what happens? The Battle of Falma happens in the middle of season two, and that's – I don't know. I get confused at like the, uh, the high points that. and low points.
2: I don't think the end of the Eye of the World is the end of the Eye of the World. I think that you can have – they go to the Eye. They get the stuff. They fight the Forsaken. He goes to Tarwin's Gap. That's it. He doesn't fight Balsamon. He just goes to Torrins Gap. He stops the invasion. That's the end of that climax, yeah. right? And then he just knows he has the power. And then the Balzamon fight Falme, is found. Yeah, Falme is yeah the he hand. does. It, yeah, I
0: think he, I agree. They're gonna. They, he fights Balsamon too many times, and he kills him too. <laughs> he many, fights him three yeah, times. They're gonna. I agree. I, right. I totally understand that, and I was you know anticipating that one of these battles with Balsamon was gonna get cut because it's just too many. And I thought that too, and is that at the end of the IO world, like people were talking about, again, I was watching the Dusty Wheel, and they were going back and forth about this a lot, about it gets confusing. There's, you know, Aganor and Balthamel, like, do we even really need them? And then he goes and fights Balsamon. Do we need the green man? And I think you're right. I think we cut Balsamon from that, and he just fights Aganor and Balthamel, even if it's only one of them and kills them and then the Tarwin gap scene happens, which to be honest with you, I don't even really the only reason I think you need Tarwin's gap is just to see him use the power and fuck shit up. People see him appear in the sky,
2: right? And like it's the first even though it's not like giant in the sky, they see that someone came and saved yeah. them. And like that's the start of his build. Yeah, towards that towards that. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? To me, there's nothing in the middle of the great hunt that is a break. And if you're no. going to do episode five is the start of the great hunt, and it leads with, you know, uh, Fane leaves and the prophecy is yeah. revealed. Episode six starts with the Amaralyn, and then they yeah. go. Like, they're out on the road, they're hunting, whatever, right? Maybe episode six ends with, with Lanfear. Maybe portal stones, maybe it's not. Split, maybe they, it's just teleport. Yeah, get stone. split
0: up at the end of uh, episode, yeah, episode six, yeah.
2: Episode seven and episode eight, you have to do all the falling action. Right, because again, I don't think there's nothing to like. What are you going to do in the middle of it?
0: Well, what happens? So, so episode seven would be Rand going to Kyrian, right? And episode seven would probably be the right
2: and and yeah. You could you could just say you could skip the portal stone world and just have Lanfear appear and teleport them to Kyrian somehow. She doesn't know
0: how. That's what the portal stone did. It teleported them across the country. You need to get some sort of like you know interaction. You have have that episode, episode seven. And are right? we going to get
1: a prologue with Luc Theron?
0: No, I think they said that in the beginning that they're probably cutting fact, that.
2: I'll tell you this. I think they're cutting the whole beginning and the show is going to start. With Rand getting attacked in his house, He's and gonna you're going to meet everybody the, show the next day night. on Winter Night. You're going to you're going to meet everybody after Lan takes his dad into the village. You know, there's not going to be that whole let's introduce every character chapter after chapter. Everyone's going to be there the next day uh, when Rand gets there. I think that again, if you're condensing everything into the end of episode one, is they sink the ferry. There's not going to be enough time to do an introduction, and then they go back, and then they go back again, and then they talk, oh, and then they leave.
0: It just seems so rushed.
2: I don't know. That's right. what gets me worried. I think like, it, right? I think you're doing that. You're talking about episode two is Shadow Logoth, right? Yeah which is what we talked ourselves out of, but now I'm talking myself back into. Episode three is they split up and end up getting back together at the end. And episode four is they go to Faldara. Oh my God, go stop, stop, gro- stop.
1: No, Wait, so I'm I know, sorry. I know we don't, know we so, don't again, want to go I, back to the fellowship comparisons, but that's like doing the Shire in like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Basically. and I think it's so important. How do you have though. any
1: connection to anybody? It's so important you, though,
0: at the beginning of don't. these types of things- <laughs> If you're going into a big series, you need to spend time in the beginning. It needs to go slow in the beginning. You need to know learn who the characters are. You need to learn the world. You need you need to know what the fuck is going on before you can't just start like rushing into it cuz then it's just you're going to lose so many people so early. Like I understand later on you're going to have to condense stuff, cut stuff. I have no problem with that, but in the beginning you need to spoon-feed everything to the viewers because not everybody's you know read the books you can't just start rushing through it. It's going to be a disaster and people are going to be turned off and confused and not know what the hell's going on. Right. You know, I was, uh, my wife and I watched the Witcher and I, I did enjoy it, but I had to watch it with captions because they would say names of places and you don't know, like they're using words you've never heard before. So it's confusing. So I had to watch it with the captions. So I would see what the words they were saying were and the names of the places and people. So I could, you know, have better recognition when they used them again. So I could make connections. If uh, the wheel of time's got freaking thousands of names <laughs> places. It's don't, like, don't everyone's going to be they're confused, not, and no one's going to know what's going they're, on. They're
1: not, in
2: it. They're, not, they're not in it. Don't worry about it. They're not going to oh, be there. Oh my god, don't say that. <laughs> Stop saying okay. that, Tom. Someone, you know, again, uh, let's let's look at another ad- adaptation correlation, right? When you read the first Harry Potter book, if you read the first Harry Potter book before the movie came out, And then the movie came out. You're like, oh my gosh, this is a great adaptation. It's pretty much everything that you remember, everything that you liked, everything that was cool or interesting or good in the first book is in the first movie. It's terrific. Now look at the fourth movie, as opposed to the fourth book. If you did not read The Goblet of Fire, Or the third one, even Prisoner of Azkaban. If you didn't read that... The
1: third third one, I was totally lost. Nobody has
2: any idea what the F is happening in that entire movie. When they're
1: in the... Things happen.
2: When they're in
1: the... uh, The Shrieking Shack. The Shrieking Shack and... Like Sirius is talking to Lupin, and I'm I'm like, who are these? What's going on? He's good now. I read it. I, I read Prisoner of Azkaban after that movie came out, and then I read the other ones. Right. But I was like, I cannot follow this. I have no idea what's going on. They cut because out because they didn't get into the Marauders at all in the movie. No, they, re- like, ba- they open, like barely. Anything. They open up the map,
2: right? Uh, whatever the, the, the name of the map is. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. The marauders map. The Marauders, marauders, marauders map. map. They open it up. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there that's important. They don't explain any of it. There's just words written in magic script on the thing. Like, there's nothing. There's no context. If you have no idea what, what's going on, you have to read the yeah. books. You have to read supplemental material. That's what's going to be happening here. It's going to start with an adaptation of Prisoner of Azkaban or the Goblet of Fire. Again, Goblet of Fire, cutting out probably about 350 pages worth of plot you know, from that book to that movie. Whole huge plot lines, character development up the wazoo for Hermione, just gone. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's what we're looking at. We're looking at that. We're, but looking, that, at, but at least we're it, looking at we're looking at the 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 characters from Bob and and whatever the hell the other school is just not yeah. even being characters just being actors with names. But they at least nothing.
0: they waited until they got into the middle of the series to do that. Because yes, it didn't, you already it wasn't, were sucked in. Yeah, and it didn't affect you as much because you knew what was going on. They kind of dumbed it down. Which
2: is why I, I had talked myself into, at least, they weren't going to be doing this for season one. There's no way they could do it for season one. You I, need I did too. to let it breathe. But I agree with you, Joe. I don't. Th- I think that this, this is too much evidence that they're doing book one in four episodes. And again, I don't see how. I I just don't see how, without, again, just eliminating characters. Because you can't cut, you can cut Berylon, you can cut Min, but you can't bring them back later and have them be important. It doesn't make any sense. They're not important if they show up in book three and they're like, Oh, but I just I, we're in love, I guess, because I just saw you for the first time, right? Yeah. There, they're, or like that, doesn't make any sense. They're just not going to be in. Well, it. To, to be uh, and, and and again, I don't think that I don't think that Camelon, I don't think that those characters are going to be in I, the show. I'm of the like they might be there, whatever, but not in the same way.
0: I'm of the school that uh, Elaine and Ryan that never made sense anyway in the books. They barely spent any time together, and they were madly in love with each other. Right? It right. was very right. weak.
2: They and could, if you get rid of a, you get rid of ahead. Elaine. You get rid of an entire plot line that's awful, That may be, not awful, I mean, whatever. But a lot of fans, a very large amount of fans don't like it when you talk about the secession that it goes through books like 8 through 11, right? And
1: she's also pregnant for like six or seven seasons.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: She's pregnant for so many books. Like. Yeah.
0: But right. Because a lot of
2: books take finish over a few what months, you, yeah.
0: But if you do cut a lane, right? So let's say you do cut a lane. And we'll pause uh, spoilers mm-hmm. ahead, blah, blah, blah. Right? There's The Shadow Rising- where Elaine and Nynaeve are in 10 go. It's the two of them. There's- Somebody else. Who? I mean, obviously- Whoever. Well, Tom and, Tom and uh, Julian are there, but there's a lot of stuff that Ny- uh, Elaine and Nynaeve do together. They're just going to cut Elaine out and then just have Nynaeve doing yeah. it all by themselves. They made it yeah. such, they you, such mean, a great buddy cop team, though. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. See, this is why I'm getting worried. This is why I'm. I, don't, yeah, I This to, is the first piece. of... I need to know. I need Rafe to confirm that how much they're covering in the first season because this is going to drive me fucking nuts. All
2: right. So the, when you mentioned uh, today on uh, on Twitter, I don't know about you, Jim, but I know I was also commenting under the show's uh, page, and there were some fans who were trying to tell us, "Hey, look, it's going to be okay. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can condense easily." There's a lot of repetitive things that you don't need to do on screen that you may need to do in a book, right? Like you, you need to have a sense of this that you can kind of show via montage, or you can just have one thing stand in for a lot of stuff. You can have one dream sequence and just he wakes up screaming every other time, and you don't need to show three or four do dreams. They cut out things and Riyad? If they
0: cut out Teller in Riyadh, if they cut out Teller and Riyadh, I'm fucking, I'm walking. Oh my God. <laughs> There's no way. Well,
1: uh, I we, we
0: have to change the name of the show.
1: You didn't walk when the elves came to Helm's I Deep. I yelled
0: at it. I You're yelled not at walking the screen.
1: You yell. You can yell. And you we, can yell
2: as and, much as you want. And we did walking. when we watched When we did see the marathon, we did both stand up and applaud when Haldir died.
0: I did. Listen, I, when I yes. saw that movie, I don't know how many times in the theater, but at one point, so we're talking about the two towers, everybody, if you've seen the movies, and if you've read the books, spoiler alert, the elves do not show up at Helm's Deep. <laughs> The it's elves, the whole
2: goddamn point.
0: The elves leave Middle-earth, and it's because it's the time of men. So when the elves showed up in Middle-earth uh, at Helm's Deep, I was infuriated by this. And, I was, and Tom will tell you, and Jen will tell you, because yeah. I'm sure they were there when we saw it, if not one of the times. Yes.
2: yes.
0: Yeah. To the point where like, I think the second or third time I saw it, when Haldir gets killed. I literally yelled and said "Yeah!" in the middle of the theater, and people were like looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> right, uh, our, our our
2: friend and super fan of the show, Brendan Johnson, loves that. He thinks it's the best part of, of, of the thing like when the elves come.
1: I mean, uh, if you didn't know any better, it is a cool. Yes, if you didn't know
2: any better. If you didn't know any better, but we do know better. And again, it's the whole goddamn point of the books, the whole goddamn point of the story. And that is when that series lost me. I, I mean, I love Two Towers is great. Return of the King is great. But that series lost me. And I, I didn't even end up watching the rest of the Hobbit movies because they were so awful. Oh, but they were awful. that's when I realized Sorry. that Peter Jackson doesn't understand the story that he's telling. Because if he <laughs> understood it, he wouldn't have brought the elves. The whole point of the series is this is the end of of the magic of the past and now it's the time for men and now is a time where men have to figure out a way to save the world because the elves are gone they're tired they're, their energy is depleted they don't have anything left they've already failed in their fight against evil and they're leaving and the dwarves are leaving too and the wizards are leaving and it's just men and the hobbits and the men and hobbits eventually you know intermarry and that's where sicilians come from but uh <laughs> tell me i'm wrong uh, they feet. do mention about
0: they do talk about how like the hobbits generation after generation have grown taller and taller. I'm taller, yes. So I'll I'll to that. And they do mention something about Palermo. Um <laughs> I'd like
1: to get I'd like to get the research team on that one just to be sure. <laughs>
0: we're going to have to pay them extra they weren't they didn't it's not in their contract to look up stuff I, about I
2: It was a joke for, that is a joke from Lord when I was Rings. a child. The The Lord of the Rings cartoons <laughs> that were around in like the 70s and 80s whenever they were done. There was uh, not the uh, the fellowship of the ring cuz that was uh Ralph Pashiki, and it's all like uh I don't remember what it's called but it's like oh, they they, they drew over like actors acting it's like very oh,
0: yeah, stylized it's very it's weird. Weird. yeah it's, it's very weird very, I
2: love uh, it it's weird like artistic. Boromir's like a viking and Aragorn's like an american indian but whatever but the the return of the king one which is it's done the by the same s- animation studio that did the hobbit
0: hobbit yeah right? Rankin and Bass
2: Rankin Bass right yeah the hobbits there looked like my great aunt clara <laughs> and that's why I said that. Att- that, that that's where yeah, hobbits and men inter. And then at the end of that, the Return of the King, right? He says he's like, maybe there's a little hobbit in you. That's like the last line. Again, like, you know, if I oh, that's the camera. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, Clara's like five foot tall. She's got curly hair and like a bowl kind of a thing. And she looks she looks very much like Pippin. Uh, Very hairy feet. Right. I'm
1: I'm like a really tall hobbit. You're a very very tall hobbit, Jen.
2: Yes. I don't think you have hairy feet, though.
1: No, I don't. Okay.
2: All right. So (laughs) anyway, this is um, this is something that I'm going to have to I'm going to have to try and get excited about. Because I'm not right now.
0: I'm gonna. So this is what go. I propose we do. Uh, so I'm sorry, Jen. I just want to say this one thing.
1: Uh, th- okay, go ahead.
0: <sighs> no, you go ahead. I'm good because I'm. I
1: right, I just wanted to say that when we, when we did the episode when it was just me and you, you said um, if it was gonna be something bad, wouldn't you rather know about it beforehand so you could calm yourself down mm. rather than watching it and seeing it unfold for the first time. So this is one of those situations. I need
0: to know, I I need to know as soon as possible (laughs) so I can talk myself into saying that it's a good idea. And what I, (laughs) what I think we should do is at some point, I think we need to do an episode where we take all like the plot threads of the first two books and like Mm -hmm. try to see if we can crush them and condense them into one, into, you know, eight episodes of television and just like the major, we'll start with the major ones, you know, we'll throw in some of the smaller ones and see like what hinges on what and how it'll affect future seasons because a lot, that's the one thing about this is, and that's different from Lord of the Rings, is there's so much shit that happens early on that pays off much later or affects something that happens much later that it's, it's once don't, they don't. start cutting things, mm-hmm. they're going to start leaving gaps in like in like Matt's memory, there's going to be gaps, right. <laughs> and it's not going to make any sense. And they're going to try to explain it away, and it's going to be dumb. You are correct.
2: <laughs> uh, and and th- this started <laughs> happening when, when before the Deathly Hallows came out, the movie, people were saying like they're not going to be able to make this movie because they cut out so many plot lines. From these other movies that are essential for the plot of the Deathly Hallows as it is in the book to exist. And yeah. so they just try to do that. Well, here's a character who's gonna explain to you everything that didn't happen in the last three books or whatever. Yeah. So that you get and like you know, the Deathly Hallows is awesome because of the fight scenes and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. But, the second uh, part was awesome. Second part was awesome. The first part was not, big, not well, no. the beginning, yeah, the beginning is good. But like it was not. It wasn't great, but whatever. Anyway, uh, it's going to be the same kind of thing. But this is a calculated kind of a move in my mind, because again, let's say you don't put a lane or you you don't put a as a main character. You can have there's a there's Andor and there's Camelin and there's a queen and they can be there. they will be around. But again, you don't have Elaine. There's no secession storyline. That saves you That's tons fine. of pages
0: of adaptation, right? Well, you don't, yeah, they could, they could, they could, they could put Elaine in and cut that secession story out. You don't need that story. It's useless. It doesn't pay off. Nothing changes right. from the beginning yeah. of that storyline to the end of the storyline, except Elaine has the throne, which the secession, her, all the work she does has absolutely no effect on the outcome. It,
2: it's literally just like, well, if she was the queen earlier, then she probably could have used the resources of the crown to help, right? And yeah. like, well, we can't have that, so we have to have something that she's not the queen yet. Um, well,
0: and I want to say kudos to Robert Jordan for admitting his mistakes in the in the Crossroads of Twilight, <laughs> because right. most authors won't do that. So,
2: yeah, I, it was he went for something and it just didn't work. But, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I they can do that again for a lot of different things, you know. Where if they eliminate, again, if you eliminate Min, that eliminates a lot of just storylines, plot lines, whatever. Again, how do you have, like, is anyone with Ran later on to keep him sane? Maybe not. Maybe you combine Min and Avianda into an IEL who can read the future. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, Min, I think Min's more important than Elaine. I mean, Elaine, I think the, her, Min's viewings are kind of make it, make the story more interesting. Min is- Uh, And I I think it definitely, for television-wise, it would be very entertaining to have her, you know, people would be like, oh, look at this viewing, I wonder what that means, and then seeing it pay off. Min Forshar is
2: probably, possibly my favorite female character in fiction. I like her so much. Wow. She's definitely oh, wow. my favorite female character in these books. Far and away. And I love a lot right. of the female characters. Like, I love a lot of them. Uh, She's probably
0: I, not even my third favorite female character in the book. Wow. She might be, like, less than my fifth favorite female character in the book. But that's wow. for another day.
2: But, um, and I, like, and I like I, like I a do like her them. character, though. Right. And again, I'm, the, I'm the, the one, I think, who was the... Well, I was strongly defending Egwene or her last... Year. I, I love Egwene. I love Nynaeve. Not as much. I even like Elaine, <laughs> even though Elaine's storyline becomes something of a drag. A lot of her storylines, I think, become a, a drag. But I like the the archetype of the character. I like some of the villain females. I think Landfear is very interesting. I think Grendel is interesting. I think Morgaine is very interesting. Yeah, uh, Moghedeon.
0: I like Morgaine a lot. And, and uh,
2: Lanfear. But, like, Min is... She plays I such think, a huge
0: role, though, later on. She's, like, glued to Rand's hips. So you. Can't, I don't understand how you cut her. Like I said, I think... Again with Elaine you can introduce her at the White Tower.
2: Yeah. You could do that too. And you could do some sort of thing, but like I don't I don't think they're even doing barrel. I think that we, we mentioned this earlier that Nighting's just gonna leave with them.
0: Yeah, that I and, thought. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you it skip barrel completely.
2: On, yeah. They're just they running just go in the woods across the tower and,
0: and ferry. They're encountered by Trollocs, run to Shadow Logoth. Right. That I up. understand. It makes all sen- that makes all the sense in the world to me. I don't know where Eamon Valda then fits into this. I guess I he's know. maybe he's, maybe there's no Bornhold. Maybe Valda's the one who captures Perrin and Egwene. Yeah, possible. I mean from what we've seen cast right now, that we have to if if we were just going by let's fill the plots holes or let's let's make this plot up that's given to us from the story with the characters that we know are cast, then we would have to say even Valda is, you know, he's the one who captures Perrin and Egwene. We're not gonna see Bornhold Maybe we'll see Bayer. A Bornhold, I guess you don't really need. You, you can don't need kind Bayer of cut, either. You can just Bayer's make Valda. Bayer's kind of got a cool, he cool. cool storyline. He's, got a, he's a kind of a cool like, secondary villain type character.
2: Yeah, but you just make Valda crazy and evil, not just evil. Remember,
0: we have Daryl McCormack. We don't know who he's playing. We still have it. Probably <laughs> going to play somebody of note. We also
1: have like Michael McEllerton playing Tam. For like six minutes.
0: Right now, I think they're. Like, I think you're going to get more.
1: And like, and like Matt's parents, and like possibly Master Luhan. Like, if we're only in Emmons Field for like a very short period of time, like, did they need all those people to be cast? I no, think but I, they
0: do. I think we're going to see more of Tam. We're going to get. I think we're going to get some of Tam and Abel going to Tar to look for Matt and Rand. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to pay off more. We're, we're definitely going to get the. And it. I will fucking fly to amazon studios if we don't get the golden eyes storyline where perrin goes back to the two rivers because that's one of like the most like stomach twisting not twisting parts of the book
2: well get ready to have that happen in an episode and a half in season two buddy
0: <laughs> that's right it's probably gonna be like the second episode of season two with this well movie. season season yeah. uh,
2: season two will be uh the dragon reborn in like three episodes and then uh five episodes for the shadow rising oh
0: right? my god stop it Tom. hey oh my oh god
2: <laughs> right? right so you figure five episodes right. for the shadow rising that's about an episode and a half for lord parent golden eyes the entire plot Yep. Oh, boy. All right. It'll break it up. It'll be over the course of those five episodes. But yeah, if Perrin does have a wife, which some people think is possible, and now everything that I think is ridiculous is up for grabs now. Uh, (laughs) So if Perrin does have a wife and she gets killed in the first or second episode of this series, that gives him six episodes to get over his wife's death and fall in love with a new woman Uh, (laughs) in the beginning of season two and marry her by the end of season two. Which will definitely make people like him. So I'm. I gotta tell you,
1: maybe they're gonna cut Faile.
2: Yeah, I think they I, might do that too. I. Uh, and then you cut Bashir, the, and then you don't even I have don't, to have the Borderlands.
0: Why even have the Borderlands? They're not necessary <laughs> nah. either. Well, we know they're getting. Well, no, no, because no, you pretty, don't.
2: You don't. You know they're getting people. We you don't know that they're yeah. getting Valdara. They could be
0: anywhere. You're saying the bald Asians could be anywhere that they've I'm been saying looking you don't for. We have saw
1: to. the Eaves, Tom. The Eaves to the ground. Yeah, they could, we saw could the, be we all saw them with our own aliens, eyes.
0: Listen, they we saw casting. No. Listen, we have to use every bit of evidence that we have <laughs> yeah. to make these you know decisions, right? We saw the casting call for the bald Asians, so we have to assume that Shinar yes. is in the picture. Shinaria. Bald yeah. Asians
1: are in Shadar logo.
0: We have we have Blood Calls Blood and the Flame of Tarval, and that all lines right. up with no, down I'm,
2: I'm, I'm being a tad facetious now, uh, but, you're, but I'm not being tweaking. that, I'm not being that off. I really do think that if you're gonna do this, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see like very, very radically cut plot lines. You're talking about Rand Egwene and Matt and Moraine in the waste everything, that's five episodes, you know, and then, you know, you average that out, you know, that's three and a half episodes for for all of that. To meet the Aeol culture, learn about it, and have Ran become think, the leader okay, of Okay,
0: you know what? I, I agree with you, right? There's a lot of stuff in the Shadow Rising and Fires of Heaven that takes place in the Waste that can definitely be condensed. It, I agree can't with be.
2: you there. No, I actually it's think good. that there's a lot there that can be condensed. Uh, yeah,
0: you, I, I definitely do.
2: And I haven't read the Shadow Rising in a few years, but, like, that's... Pretty much all the, like after the beginning, it's really
0: just those two it's, plot lines, right? It's, it's yeah, there's basically well, no, those three plot lines, there's three major story arcs in the Shadow Rising. Oh, right? the there's girls, Rand, yeah, there's Rand and Egwene and uh Moraine and them in the waste, there's Perrin going back to the two rivers, and then there's yeah, Nynaeve and Elaine in Tenchico.
2: Oh, that, that answered your question. Don't put that storyline in, there is no
0: Tenchico, <laughs> don't worry about it. No Black Aja, no. Nope. They're hunting the Black Aja. That's what they no. do. They fight. That's where Nynaeve fights Mogedian in, in the Paddock's sh- Palace. No, it. it's Tom. It's not going to be in the show. We no, no. They're <laughs> oh, cutting
1: the Forsaken. I heard they were cutting the whole, no. whole of Forsaken.
0: You cannot cut. You cannot <laughs> cut. Nynaeve and Mulgadian. That's one of the best scenes in the whole book, all the books. Yeah, one of the best scenes. And I, the best part of this is like people have been talking about like how they show this on TV because if you think about it, it's just two women standing at opposite sides of a room looking at each other, making right. face like like nothing's happening because it's it's just each of them trying to slam a shield on the other and the other one trying to block it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've and thought about he, that for a while, but then this solves the problem, like the Gordian knot of Alexander the Great. Just cut it, and then you don't
0: have to worry about how that's on. Yeah. But then I, you, so no, so you can't cut that because then that cuts like the whole. So what do you do? You throw Moghetti in, in later, and then they capture her later, and she just pops no, out of nowhere.
2: You could you could put moghetti in a ninety event. You could have them be in the waste with with Rand and all in the, the waste. Or,
0: or, what yeah. the fuck are you just, talking about, Tom? Just have
2: three forsaken there instead of only two.
0: It's fine. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! What the? Uh. Yeah, I and mean, you, you could just do that. You just do that. What about the the domination bands? Because that's the whole thing, right? The, that's why the Black Aja are there. They're looking for the reel, the easy. domination bands, don't, which are the bands that are going to want to use to control
2: Rand. This is easy. This is actually easy. You don't have oh, that they're doing that or anything like that as possible. Mogedian's there. Like, they're all there for different reasons, right? They're all there for different reasons. Lanfear's there for Rand. And there's, a seal. And, Asmodian, and there's a seal, too. Asmodian and Mogedian are there because they want to get to Ruidian. Because they think that there's a cache of,
0: of so the domination bands are in the domination bands are in Ruidian. Right. And then Nynaeve goes, Mogh- go, goes to the waste. Right.
2: Nynaeve realizes oh, that she, Mogedian's really something like hiding. She just gets a thing. She follows him. They have a fight. Mogedian reveals herself as Mogedian. That fight can exist just there. You're cutting. You really are. You're cutting huge swaths of chapters. Then you don't need to have Julian Sandar at all because that's the only end of book three well, and before yeah. the only parts that he's really like important and then it he becomes could, just a side character like yeah around.
0: yeah you don't need Sandar. I agree right. with you he's got some really interesting fun scenes
2: yeah but th- no, he won't be in the series either anyway so don't worry about it
0: so now do we have to so now do we have to alter our episodes now to so we were trying to keep our character profiles and places and things conversations to either world is it official should we now start going into the great hunt when we're Talking about characters and places and should we should we now do another Shadow Spawn episode with any new Shadow Spawn that are in a great hunt?
1: I think Do we need to start talking I about think Sean Now we could stick to what we're doing and then when when we get closer, if we get official confirmation, we have many more episodes to do before the show premieres. So we could just do right. a great hunt, you know. We have That's true. Plenty of time to fill that <laughs> one in. One thing
0: I, one thing I would like to say though is here's a proposal, right? They're not gonna put Shara in the show, right? They're not gonna freaking just all of a sudden at the end of the fucking series throw in this continent or country of people that never appear at all in the books, right? So I think that the showrunners and Rafe should stick with the Tame and Dread theory, where Tame is Demondred, and actually, because right, because RJ. And I think I heard this the other day that it was actually in his notes that he originally was going that way, that Tame was Demondred. And then he decided in the middle of like, you know, I don't know, whatever book it was, he decided to change it. So oh, I think it'd be okay. really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool if they if the show kept that theory going and Tame was actually Demondred. And I fuck th- Shara. We don't need it. It's obviously a waste of time. If you were going to be cutting things, let's cut that. Right. Make it that way.
2: Yeah. It's and I think though. the
0: fans would enjoy it though. Like, I think that's something the fans would actually enjoy.
2: Yeah, and and that's a good way. I do think that they might change some mysteries with things of that nature so that people who know, quote-unquote, know, will will still be engaged. If they just say Demandred is someone, like, they don't have to tell you who it is, but that'll start the whole round of, like, who is Demandred again. It was one of the biggest mysteries for people reading the books when the books came out. Second, really, to Who Killed Asmodian, which,
0: you know... Yeah, that's another one too. Spoiler alert: right.
2: Asmodian I, dies uh,
0: somewhere yeah, so, in the middle of
2: season three.
0: So, so we're we're clearly not <laughs> getting into our, we're definitely not getting into our character profile no. tonight. I had a lot to say thought. about this. Yeah, we we kind of thought that we we kind of thought when this bit of information came out that there was going to be a lot of conversation around this, but that's fine. We'll just do it next week, it's right? All it's all
1: fine here. fine. It's all good. We've
0: got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time before the show comes it's out okay, to discuss everybody. all of these characters and all of these things.
1: We let uh, it um, out together. Now uh, we can all breathe.
2: So, but Joe, you said uh, you said it earlier. I think it's a good idea. Uh, sometime later on, maybe not the next episode, but you know, an episode or two down the line, I think we should take it as a positive and like let's do a breakdown of how it could look if you're going to take a lot of elements. From the Great Hunt, and make it an eight-episode season. And let's let's spin it as a positive kind of a thing, take all the negativity out, and say like what the good things will be about delivering a streamlined version of the of the show.
1: What if we the each books. did our own? Everybody has to do eight episodes and tell us what happens in there in eight episodes. It's like a challenge, Ooh, yeah, a personal challenge. I think like, that so. was fun when we did like, like the that. castings. So I think. You have I like the challenges to fit two books into eight episodes. What are you cutting? What are you, what's happening in each episode?
0: I think that's an exciting episode. I know the live ad- adaptation has been going on on the Dusty Wheel, and it's great. I watch it all the time. I recommend people going to watch that. It's fun as hell. Um, you'll see me lurking sure. in the comments. I even called into one of the episodes. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to do that for a future episode. So, anyone else have last thoughts on this bit of news that we've heard that we've reviewed tonight for our poor listeners who have to listen to me and yell at Tom and Eugen and just into the air?
1: I think I've given all my thoughts. I want to let it go. I want to leave it. Leave it in the podcast and move on with life.
0: Tom, anything else? I have to
2: say this. I really, really like that set photo.
1: <laughs> yeah, remember we talked about the set photo? It
0: was a cool set photo. <laughs> remember, there was a set photo of Joshua's <laughs> Rand and Mountain. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that was a really cool set photo. It was a cool set photo, and hopefully, we'll get more. I think. Right, every we kind of thought that was the last minute. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of the Eye of the mm-hmm. World coming out. A lot of people were talking on social media and whatnot about you know how long. When did you first start reading the series? And I I don't remember exactly when it was. It was around the time, either right before or around the time Path of Daggers* came out which I think around 97 or 98 is when I first started reading the series oh wow what about you guys
1: when did Knife of Dreams come out
0: 20, 2005
1: oh okay so I was reading it in 2003 when I was on vacation so that's when
0: Crossroads of Twilight came out remember. there was a lot of space I was reading yeah, the beginning was... though
1: I don't know if I was reading like the first or second book in 03 I probably started reading it like right before that but I think you, I had you were reading it up. go ahead
2: you were reading it in in, uh, in Disney
1: I think so, because that's I when I reading, first
2: read it. Or earlier, oh, Disney unless trip. it was in
1: O five, maybe it was in O five Disney. I remember reading it in Disney. Maybe it was in O five then. But I, but I'm trying yeah, to I figure out yes. if I had caught you up. Reading it, you you reading it.
2: You were reading it. You were reading in O five. You were reading it after I was working at my car. Exam. Yeah, so you started reading it in O so, five. Yeah,
0: okay. So Night of Dreams came out in October of O five. So that would have been after you went to Disney.
1: Right. So I was like, but I was way behind, and you know, I'm still reading the book. Yeah, yeah. All right. So,
0: yeah. I think I started reading it in O three.
2: I had Joe, I, re- I borrowed your copy of Eye of the World, and Tony Hansen spilled a sprite on it. And <sighs> so I think I bought you a. Oh,
0: is that what happens to this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I- so I thought I bought you a new one, but I guess I didn't. Maybe I just offered it. I buy don't one. know.
0: Okay. I still have this copy here. I thought this was my original copy of it. It's it has pages falling out and all kinds of stuff, yeah. and it is a little wet and stuff. But I don't know.
2: Well, um, it was it was 16 yeah. years ago, but uh, yeah. yeah it was.
1: So uh, yeah, Jonah.
2: on on Joe's recommendation, you tried that. You you encouraged me to read it for a good year or so, and I was like I was intimidated by the length. Uh, just as a, it's a commit,
0: but you were intimidated by the length. You who read The Stand it's like one of your favorite not, books. Not the length <laughs> of the first, book,
2: but the length of the the series. Like at that point, they had already. Oh, oh the series, yeah. I think I was reading it as Winter's Heart came out or had just come out around. So you said 2000,
0: yeah, 2003 was when Crossroads of Twilight came out. So it was probably shortly, maybe probably before. Well, actually, no, it came out um, in January 2003, Crossroads of Twilight. Did it? Yeah. So you either started 2002 or just as Crossroads of Twilight came out.
2: That makes sense. Yes. No, I did because I was reading it and then Crossroads of Twilight came out and I just read the inside cover of Crossroads of Twilight. And the inside cover of Crossroads of Twilight starts with the hugest spoiler in the world. Oh, it, it spoils the heart, right? It literally goes, and again, nah. this is a spoiler podcast. <laughs> Randall it, Thoris yeah. cleans Seiden. That's what it says. That's the first <laughs> sentence of the intro. intro. You like, open the cover up like the the, like the hardcover billfold. Like, what? So read I mean, the whole spoiler book. Spoiler alert. That
0: happens the oh, worst. that's one of the. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of the series. Too. Right, I mean,
2: like by the fifth book, like they tell you he's going to do that. Like you know, it's going to happen eventually. Anyway, You're just like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's making it. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I read it. I read it then. I remember reading that first book. I worked at I worked in a menswear store, and I took one of the um, like the alteration tags that we used, like mark alterations for suits and things, and I. Don't know why I was doing this, but like it was such a long, dense, detail-heavy book that I wanted to take my time and absorb it. I didn't want to rush through. So I was reading it very slowly, and I used to do long division to find out my percentage of how far <laughs> in the book I was. So, I, By
0: the I, way, people, were are nerds. Uh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and – yeah, that's why I used to do like, okay, I'm on page 375 over, you know, 798 or whatever the pages are, and that's about this percentage, right? And now, you know, if you e-read these things, it just tells you all the time. Yeah, uh, you
0: don't, you don't get page numbers, you just get percentages. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is a little sad, but um, <laughs> yeah. So. I guess that's our final thoughts for this. We're, we never got into our character profile, unfortunately, but we will definitely do that next week unless we get some sort of earth shattering news. I knew you were going to say well, earth we should shattering. Get back into our character. I
1: don't know why, but it, the, the phrase earth shattering popped into my head right before you said
0: it. Yeah, it shattered because it shattered our earths.
1: Our, it shattered our earths. Welcome to yeah. Earth.
0: We each have our own Earth, and each earth. of them was shattered.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a
0: very
2: Randall Thorian kind of influence of phrase. He shatters Earth often. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, before we end, I just want to thank um, our listeners and the Twitter followers and Facebook followers and Instagram followers. It's slowly growing, and it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, we started in September, and we have – we're getting close to 500 Twitter yeah. followers in just like four months, which is insane. And I, you know, it's. I know I've said this before. The Twitter time community is like amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even today, we got. You know, we shared the post about the episode title and our concerns about it, and there was like a, within hours, there was like 50 replies of people talking about it. And one of the things I have to say, like, there were some things I didn't agree with, and we didn't agree with, mm-hmm. of course. But nobody got out of line. Nobody threw started throwing insults. Everyone was was polite and calm well i wouldn't say calm everyone was polite and (laughs) respectful and that's one of the great things about this community is that everybody respects everybody else's opinions and theories and whatnot
2: yeah and like the people who thought it would be good or it could be good weren't like you're wrong it's gonna be good they were like don't worry about it it's gonna be okay like it was like (laughs) encouraging like you sound upset that's impressive to me and i appreciate it other places on, on Twitter or any place else, and it's like, you feel like that, you're an idiot. And it's not that that's yeah. not what people are like. They're like, they're like, no, I understand that you're upset about it, but don't worry. It's going to be okay. And like, yeah. that is nice. <laughs> Sorry, I was, <laughs> very, well,
0: I, was very well put, Tom. It is. It, Tom well, needs a moment. You know,
2: Uh It's appreciated <laughs> because I was, as you may have told by listening tonight, in a bit of a high feather. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So, you know, we want to thank everybody who follows us and who participates in our discussions on social media. Just, yeah, there's a lot of, also, I just want to mention, there's a lot of great other content out there uh, for Wheel of Time. There's other podcasts. I encourage you guys to listen to other podcasts, Facebook, YouTube channels. There are some blogs you could go check out. Go check out the Wheel of Time websites. Um. somebody had posted recently that they had just finished a series for the first time and they were sad and they didn't know what to do. And I had, and I responded, I was like, no, 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 there's plenty of other stuff. Go <laughs> out there and explore the Twitter time world. There's so much more content out there. There's rereads and podcasts and uh, YouTube channels, and there's all kinds of stuff you can get involved in. Am I missing anything guys? Did I miss anything? Oh, If you like our podcast, go and rate and review us, go to iTunes, give us some stars, write some comments. We really appreciate that. That's probably the best way that you guys can support us. If you want to follow us on social media, check out the show notes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, shit, man. We've been recording for a long time. I'm going to have a hell of a time editing this one. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to end it now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. (laughs) You'll hear us next time. You'll hear, thank you Tom, you'll hear us next time.